Have you ever wondered if what a client is experiencing is a spiritual issue or a mental health concern? In this intriguing episode, we go deep into this very question, exploring the blurred lines between the spiritual and the psychological. We'll unravel the mysteries of spiritual attachments, shedding light on how they can affect our well-being. And that's just the beginning. Join us as we journey into the realm of intuition, uncovering powerful techniques to develop your intuitive gifts. You'll be amazed at the doors of perception that can open when you tap into your inner knowing. Plus, our special guest, Janae Page, will conduct a live reading for listeners. So grab your incense, your crystals, and get comfy for this episode on the Holistic Counseling Podcast. This is Holistic Counseling, the podcast for mental health therapists who want to deepen their knowledge of holistic modalities and build their practice with confidence. I'm your host, Chris McDonald, licensed therapist. I am so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. I'm excited to share with you today's topic and guest. Janae Page is here today to talk about bridging the gap between spirituality and mental health. This episode is jam-packed, I'm telling you guys, with information on spiritual attachments, how to protect yourself from negative entities, and how to work on intuition development. She also gives a live reading for listeners, so you don't want to miss it. You may get a message in this episode. It's so cool. Janae Page is a spiritual advisor who specializes in mediumship, intuition development, and energy healing. She supports her clients by communicating with angels, ancestors, and spirit guides to help deliver the messages they've been waiting for. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, Janae. Thank you. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Can you share how you got started with all of these wonderful holistic services you provide? So as far as picking my services, I kind of just have experiences that help me cope and figure out how exactly I want to present it to my clients. And when I say that, I mean, most of the time I do the service on myself first because of an experience or something that I've dealt with or that I've went through. And that's really the gist of it. It Sometimes when people read them, they're like, where in the world did you come up with this stuff? And it's from my own life experiences, actually. Interesting. So do you feel that your path is divinely guided? Absolutely. When I was a kid, I one day came to my mom and I was talking to her about people that I was playing with. And in my mind, I was she said I was about two or three years old. So, of course, as a child, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, these are, you know, my friends or whomever. And to her, they're imaginary friends. So I told her their names and they actually told me something to tell her. And that is how she found out that I had these gifts. And I have a great aunt who told her, don't be afraid of it. She has the sixth sense. Encourage her throughout her life. And she did. She did encourage me, even though I didn't always hone in on it. Just because, you know, it wasn't the norm. The norm. Yeah. Outside the norm. Right. So I guess was when you were growing up, was there religion in your family? Yes, I grew up Southern Baptist. And 
it wasn't something that my mom shunned away, but it was something that I kind of knew that I couldn't talk about with everybody. You know, she never really told me like, don't tell this person. But because of my intuitive abilities, I knew that I couldn't share certain things with certain people. It was very, thinking back on it, it's probably why I was kind of quiet as a kid is just because I would see certain things and I didn't know how to explain it. So for example, if I see darkness on someone, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person, but maybe that they're going through something at that time. But as a seven-year-old, if I see darkness on you and I see nothing but light coming from this person, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be around that. Yeah. So I didn't know how to decipher the two. Do you see scary? Do you see scary things? So at the time, like as a kid, yes, yes, I would consider okay. them scary. So now I wouldn't say um, scary. I can just tell when somebody needs help. So one thing that I've learned over time is how to accept the darkness. You know, there's darkness and light in everything, and so often we're taught that the darkness is scary. But what I learned is it's really just a path that somebody is taking at that point in time in their life. Because when I, just to use myself as a personal example, I lost my mom in 2020 to cancer. And one of the things that I experienced during that entire process was darkness. And that's because I was very, you know, that was a very low time in my life. And it was also right before COVID. Like literally we had her funeral a week before everything shut down. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Thank you. It was a loss, but you know, it's also, it taught me a lot about life, death, and also the transitioning period as well. Yeah. So I guess, does that give you hope too, knowing that she could be on the other side? And Absolutely. We actually communicate on a regular. Do you really? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's, I will say it's not the same. It's not the same at all. However, I am very grateful that I do still get to receive guidance from her. The thing about the spirit world is we have access to hearing, feeling, and seeing different individuals. And that's something that I also kind of coach people through within my, I teach a mediumship class. So I do help people connect with themselves in that way. But it's it's very interesting. Yeah, because like you said, it's out of the norm that or that people don't talk about it because there is this cautiousness, right. right? That I always say coming out of the holistic closet for, th- right, <laughs> for exactly. therapists because we're licensed professionals. I love and- that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're hesitant, right? Many times to talk about these holistic or spiritual beliefs because we don't want somebody to report us to the board and lose our license. Exactly, exactly. And that's so interesting that you say that because... <laughs> A lot of people are like, you know, you should become a licensed therapist. And I'm like, no, it's too many rules. Too many rules and regulations, right? We got a lot of ethical codes, legal codes, but yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it's hard because I, you know, working, you know, working with spirit, one of the main things that I do is I go off of my gut instinct. I go off of my feelings. I go off of my knowing. So even if someone tells me, you know, I'm okay and I know they're not okay. Now I'm not going to force them or I'm not going to push, but I just know within myself. And so a lot of times what I can do is, you know, just energetically send love. Even if, you know, all their soul has to do is accept. They don't have to verbally say, you know, I need love or I need hug. That's kind of like people say sending a virtual hug. It's really something that you can actually do if you set your intention. 
Yeah, because I send people peace and just imagine yeah. the energy just crossing over to them. And yeah, that's all energy, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So the darkness you mentioned, is that, would, would you just consider that energy too, if somebody has like darkness on them? Or? So it depends because some people are actually just going through a low time in their life. And then some people are actually pulling in what is considered like negative energy or different things like that. One thing that I always tell my clients is, you know, going through a low period or a low being around low vibrational energy does not mean you have to stay there. There's always a chance for growth and, you know, removal. And when I say removal, removal of that energy and just transmuting that into light, love, abundance. But the reality of it is we can't always walk around in love and light. Why not? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I know what you mean, though. Like no. it would be ideal, but, you know, of naturally course. we go yeah, we go through things. And when I say that, I don't want anybody to think like I'm saying, oh, you have to go through darkness or what have you. But the reality of it is we do go through low situations. And a lot of times as an energy worker, how that shows up on you, it could be darkness. And that's okay. Doesn't mean you're evil. It is. Exactly. It does not. It does not mean you're evil at all. And I wish that was something that we can like undo because I don't want everybody thinking that darkness is evil or darkness is bad or, you know what I mean? It's just literally you going through something. And I think we all go through things, different parts, different seasons in our lives too. Exactly. And, that, and that's okay. We, like you said, I think it's, I don't think we'd be human if we were always in light and we'd be in the, the angel up above, right? Exactly, exactly. No, I agree. I think it's unrealistic to, if you're always going through like like light or feeling that light, then you're not actually experiencing or learning lessons that our souls are supposed to learn or need to learn, I guess you can say. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting because there are lessons in there. Right, exactly. So I got a question with the spirituality. I know we talked a little bit about before we hit record. So can you share your perspective on the relationship between spirituality and mental health? Yes. So it's so interesting that we were talking about darkness for a little bit, because a lot of times people who are known as like bipolar or schizophrenic or different things like that, they're actually just having a reaction to a dark period in their life. Now, when I say a reaction, a lot of times in life, we have entities, other spirits, other beings that can latch onto you. A good example is a leech. A leech latches onto you and will stay there until it's removed. If it's getting everything that it needs from you, why is it going to leave? Because that's it's, its purpose. Yeah. yeah. So... That is the same thing. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that every single person that is diagnosed with something is having this exact experience. However, I do think it's something that should be considered that this person is dealing with negative entities that they have picked up along the way. And over time, it just overcame their spirit and they're unable to stay focused or understand certain things. So for example, with bipolar, you're going, you're doing things that's not like you. You're hearing things that aren't necessarily your thoughts. It's kind of like the same thing, just being taken over by another being or an entity that is coming from a low vibrational standpoint. 
But I've heard too that they're often that some of these entities are attracted to people that might be lower vibrationally, and mm-hmm. they can feed on that more than someone who's more higher vibration. Absolutely, because they're it's going to be harder for them to attach to somebody who is on a higher vibration, um, or as we say, like you know, love and light all the time. It is going to be a little harder for them to latch onto that person. I'm wondering with clients that a lot of the therapists are treating, if someone is not making progress with traditional therapy, even just some holistic approaches, and it's almost like the client is stuck, could that be a spiritual attachment or something else like that? Absolutely. It absolutely could. It could be one of two, one of two things, though. It could be a spiritual attachment or it could be imposter syndrome where you don't, you know, you might not want to move forward or you you know, just can't find that middleman to help push you to move forward. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I do see that a lot with, I see a lot of people with trauma too. So it can be a little bit more complex for treatment. But sometimes it it feels like, though, I get this energy that people, they move for a little bit, then it stalls. Maybe they move for a little bit and it stalls. So, I mean, it is always gradual, but sometimes the stalls are long, long periods. Yeah. It's hard to get them rolling again to to improve, you know. Exactly. And I know one of the things that I've also noticed and realized in those type of situations is that people have other habits that they're not ready to let go of. And if you are experiencing that and you have a habit and you kind of step back into that habit, it brings in that energy as well. Can you talk about what some of those habits might be? Um, Depending on the person, it can be love, a relationship, drugs, alcohol, sex. It could even be laziness, not wanting to improve in a certain stance. And I'll be honest, I hate using the word lazy. (laughs) I can tell. I can see the reflection in your face. (laughs) It was like a little tense. Yeah, I don't I really don't like that word because I feel like it's judgmental. Yes, very much. And I don't know, I don't like using it. It's like, a, ugh, it gives me that ugh feeling. Yeah. I don't like calling people lazy because sometimes people, again, and it's probably just me looking at it from a spiritual standpoint too. Sometimes people really are just going through things. And sometimes it can be hard to let go of those because it is, if you think about using drugs, alcohol, it's like that temporary, like, oh, I feel a little better. It's hard to mm-hmm. let go of that numbing out. Right, right. It is. And I feel like if you if you are dealing with that and it's something that is affecting you in your everyday life, then absolutely you should consider taking a step back from it. If it's not something that's affecting your everyday life, okay. But I feel like if it is something that's affecting your journey or something that you need to consider looking into and stopping absolutely. or no longer... Because does that, if people that use drugs, alcohol, does that bring down your vibration? Does that impact it in some way? If you are not careful, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It can put holes in your aura. It calls in certain energy, that low vibrational energy, the, you know, the things that, you know, not wanting you to move forward. And you have to think about now, some people can do it and still go through their life. And, you know, they say they get everything done, but there are some people who do it and then they get stuck. In that yeah. energy. Yeah, I could see that. And then it makes it harder to move forward. Right, right. So in your practice, I'm just wondering as a spiritual person. So if someone says they're hearing voices, because I know that you 
talk to people about building the mediumship skills. So how do we know if it's like schizophrenia or are they hearing voices from the other side? Has this come up for you at all with your practice? Not really. I've had a couple people that have dealt with some things, but when they're actually hearing the voices, you can tell the difference. For example, if somebody is hearing voices and they're telling them to harm themselves or harm other people or do things that aren't, you know, what you should be doing, that is definitely when I would advise, you know, someone to, and I actually have helped somebody get the help that they need. I don't just like, you know, say like, hey, you should really call, you know, this type of person. If I can't help you and it's getting to the point where you're looking to harm somebody else or harm yourself, then we absolutely need to take the next steps along that journey. However, there are some people who are just getting like, you know, little messages that are telling them different things. I can always feel which is which. So if you're telling me like, hey, I heard a voice, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, we need to cleanse your home because that's not the type of energy that you want to be listening to. It's one of those things I just kind of know. It's like, you know, that's connecting more so with my knowing, but also my spirit guides that walk with me also let me know. Okay. Mm -hmm. For the most part. And they also give me a heads up before. I've had a client come in before with some concerning issues and they actually told me before the person got there. So although I don't say it in that situation, I do prepare myself for, you know, what's to come or what could happen or how, you know, those type of situations. Yeah. So I think therapists listening, if this is you and you've had a client in this situation too, it's important just to really listen to your intuition if you have a spiritual practice and get consultation or supervision too, just so that, you know, you can try to work this out because it is hard to sort that out in your, by yourself. Right. It's definitely difficult and you don't want to put yourself in a situation to where you're trapped. And a lot of times when we're taking clients, you know, and that goes for spiritual advisors, therapists, counselors, we're providing that place of comfort. So it's just good to, you know, have other people on speed dial just in case you do have someone who shouldn't be, you know, traveling or going home by themselves or, you know, different things like that. And even if it's, if you have that comforting relationship with your clients and you don't mind bridge that gap, like, hey, how can I be of service to you when we're not in session? What is that? What is it that I can do? But again, trust your intuition on those times and when you should do it. Yeah. And can I ask you something about that too? Because I do get a lot of clients who are interested in the holistic realm and want to build their intuitive skills, but they're not sure how. So do you have advice for our listeners who might want to build more of their gifts and be able to connect more to their spiritual side? Yes. My piece of advice is also, or always, excuse me, to start with meditation. Meditation will help build your, not only your connection with yourself, but with your spirit guides. It will prepare you for what you can experience in your meditations. And it can also help build your confidence on what you see and what you do experience. Because a lot of times when you're going into meditation or you're falling asleep, it's like, oh, that was a crazy dream. When really spirit was trying to show you something that can help you in the physical world. Yeah, that makes sense. And then also, um, 
you know, get into energy sessions. That is absolutely my next piece of advice when it comes to that. Like at home, definitely meditate and yoga is also good. But when you come into the next piece of it, absolutely connect with someone who can help you bridge that gap via energy healing. Because a lot of times we have blockages that are blocking us from seeing things and experiencing things and connecting not only with ourselves, other people, other walks of life, spiritually, physically, mentally. So it's good to kind of tap into that as well. Yeah. And you offer some classes too. I do. I am a Reiki master teacher. Um, I teach Asui and Holy Fire 3. I also work with mediumship. I said we all have a mediumship ability within us. It's just whether or not it's activated or not. By that, I mean, we all have the knowing to connect. Like they always say women's intuition, but men have it too. Everybody does. Yeah, It's not just, yeah, everybody has it. It's not just women, but it is something that sometimes has to be activated. It's kind of, you know, just imagine like starting an old car. If you haven't started that car in a while, it's going to jerk. It's going to, you know, make weird noises. It's not going to start right away. It's the same thing with your mediumship activation. I might have to dust off the cobwebs. I was thinking, get my old brain going. <laughs> right, right. So um, that is something I do with the mediumship class. And, you know, I kind of just give, I explain what some things are that you could experience and we talk about it. But I also behind the scenes meet with everybody individually and I do sessions on them to help remove blockages and kind of work them through that process. And also we cut cords unless you're pregnant. I don't cut cords on pregnant women. Just kind of remove all the blockages and clear out all the things that need to be cleared out in order for you to connect with that knowing. So that can get in the way if you have a lot of energy cords and blockages. Absolutely, because those are the things that are more than likely blocking you that you've developed over your lifetime that are blocking you from being able to connect or being able to, you know, see, feel, hear, whatever it is that comes through for you. So for me, I can see, feel, hear naturally. (laughs) Building a private practice can be challenging. It can be difficult to attract the right clients and manage the business side of things. Growing your caseload, navigating insurance, billing and paperwork take up significant amounts of time. And that's all in addition to delivering great care to your clients. That's why Alma gives clinicians the tools they need to build a thriving private practice. When you join their insurance program, you can get credentialed within 45 days and access enhanced reimbursement rates with major payers. They also handle all of the paperwork from eligibility checks to claim submissions and guarantee payment within two weeks of each appointment. In addition to their insurance program, Alma offers time-saving tools and administrative support so you can spend less time on paperwork and more time delivering great care to your clients. Learn about building a thriving private practice with Alma at helloalma.com. That's helloalma.com to get started. So I guess, so someone like you, so is it just comes naturally? It's it's activated when you were really young, I take it? Yes. Yes. And even when I wasn't using it, like when I was in school or when I would, you know, especially when I was in college, but the thing about it is I could still see, feel, and hear. I just wasn't telling people what I was seeing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I guess, is there, is there some freedom too, when you can share this with other people? 
absolutely. It is so refreshing to be able to share, to be able to help people, to be able to guide people, to teach. It's so refreshing. It's probably the best experience I've ever had in my life because it's something that I've always carried, but I've always had to hide it. And I'm not going to say I had to hide it. I always felt like I had to hide it. Yeah. So there was always a piece of me that people didn't know. So people that have known me my whole life, they're like, what? She can do what? I've known her forever. (laughs) She can't do that. But in reality, I just never talked about it. Yeah, that's really interesting, though, because I've always heard that everybody has the ability, but I didn't realize there there has to be like an activation. Yeah. And it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a clearing or a cleansing, kind of like just that's how I kind of look at it. It's just like a clearing. I think a lot of people are hesitant to, like I said, coming out of the holistic closet. There's it's not exactly accepted by everyone either. So, no, it's very and it's very scary. Um It's very scary for some, like if honestly, you know, I even have, you know, moments where I might jump and it doesn't just because I jump, it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just, it catches me off guard. I'm always like, okay, what are you doing here? (laughs) Or what's the, what's the message? Okay. okay. But it's never anything um, negative. But I will say with that, I always tell my clients, my students, whomever that you have to come up with a protective practice. I do not believe in just allowing anybody to just come up in your space and invade your privacy. I do not. I do not agree with that. So what would be a protective practice? Whatever works best for you. You can do um, prayer, words of affirmation, words of encouragement, connecting with your spiritual team. I have a couple different things that I do. Um, One being I have a prayer that I read every morning. So growing up Southern Baptist, naturally, I still go back to my same, you know, practice child. I pray. I like to read Psalms 91 verses 1 through 16. I read that every single day. And if I ever um, feel that I need to pray for someone or that they need a little bit of encouragement, I text that to them or email it to them. I also have some things that I've created myself. Like when I start, all my clients know when I start a session, I open us up. When I end a session, I close us out. So for my opening, I say I ask to be surrounded by the golden light. I ask that only for the client's highest good come in. Anything that is not from the light, I demand that it leave this room, this universe where it may be released, positive energy and vibes only. And then I always ask for consent to move forward. And what that does is it kind of creates that understanding and that connection with spirit. Like, hey, me and this person need to do this reading. Do we have consent to move forward? Because I don't want to force anything. I'm not a forceful person. I don't want to force anything. So I always ask for consent to move forward. I get a yes or a no. And then at the end, I close this out. Thank you all for coming to us today. I release back to the universe all energy that is not ours for healing. And that closes us out. Nice. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. It's good for therapists to hear that too about opening and closing because I think that can be part of therapy sessions as well. And then, and, and, you know, I like to do an invocation called invocation because I took other energy healing too besides Reiki where... Before we start, we call on the angels, call on spirit guides, whoever we want to call the saints, anyone, and just bring in the positive energy into the room, let go of what is not helpful. And just I look at the trees and connect with nature and and just try to also do like 
a little shielding too, because our jobs are hard and we deal with a lot of heavy stuff. So exactly. being able to protect ourselves too and being able to I do love that. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But I think you were right going back to what you said about getting like other mentors or people to help you. Cause if you're trying to develop gifts, it is good to get that insight. I know um, Janice Cohen from the intuitive therapist podcast. So she's helped me a lot to really work on that. And that's one thing I've been working on for, gosh, it's been a couple of years now. So, so to really trust is what I had to do too. Cause it's easy to second guess and be like, I got a message. Oh, I don't know if this is, this sounds crazy. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. To be in the doubt, but she's like, just trust. Just trust yeah. and believe it and share it, you know? Right. And it is difficult sometimes to just trust, it especially is. when for people that are such logical thinkers and we're entering this world where it's like, oh, just trust your intuition. And it's like, what? Like, how do I do that? Right. So I do find myself also, you know, explaining to people how they can trust their intuition. And the thing about it is we can give generic ways to trust your intuition but everybody has their own genetic makeup and own life experiences. So it's good for people to find someone, whether a therapist, a counselor, a you know, spiritual advisor, find someone who kind of knows a little bit about you outside looking in so they can help you with different tasks and different things that can get you to whatever it is that you need to do for yourself. You don't have to do everything by yourself. If there's a message that I can give the world, it would be that. You don't yeah, have to do everything. Absolutely. By and especially yourself. with this, it's like we don't always intuitively know, like, how do I navigate this and what could that look like? Which brings me exactly. to a question I have for you. I don't know if okay. you know the answer to this. <laughs> so I get, I know people call it downloads, you know, just messages suddenly I'll get mm-hmm. in my mind or, you know, it's gotten stronger over the years. How do we know where that is from? Is that our intuition? How do we know if it's a spirit guide? Are you able to decipher that for yourself or or do you just accept whatever comes up? So I do accept whatever comes up, but I will say that is only because I continuously protect myself on a regular. So I know that the messages that are coming to me are the messages that I need to receive. And then you also have to decipher, is this a download or is this fear that I created in my head? Mm, Good question. And so with that, that's why energy healing is so important. Like even me, I go to other people to get sessions. Everybody's like, oh, you can do everything by yourself. Uh Uh-huh. But I won't. And now I I like to get somebody else do my energy healing, please. Yes. I'm right with you. It's like, look, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to be on the table too. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Self-care, Janae. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's a big thing is creating a dynamic where you can determine, is this a download or is this fear that I've created within my mind? Because usually I get different downloads, I guess you'll call them, that it's very helpful things. It's usually, Mm -hmm. you know, be like, just call them, you know, if I've been thinking about somebody and just worrying about them or something, you know, just something like that as an example. Yep. Now, things like that absolutely are good. But, and this is just like a reminder from spirit. So um, just in case somebody has a question about it, like how you said, if you're thinking about someone and they just pop in your head, I need to check on them. It's like, is spirit giving you that message to check on them or are you checking on them out of fear? Oh, so now we got to think. Yeah. 
So it's just, it's just one of those things. And, you know, I don't want people to overthink about it, but this is where your protective practice comes in. You know, you can set up something that you say that just kind of determines like, okay, the things that come up for me are things that are from my highest good, things that are from light and love or, you know, however you would like to word it. Even before you go to sleep, like for someone that is having nightmares, I would recommend that they say affirmations before going to sleep that would help them protect themselves in the dream state so that they're not having the nightmares or things out of fear, but receiving messages from the God-like spirit, their highest self, the highest version of themselves, the divine consciousness. However, you know, you would like to identify it, it's all still the same. And when I say it's all the same, I just mean like as far as the affirmations before you go to sleep. What would be a good affirmation before you go to sleep then? I am dreaming from the messages I receive when I'm dreaming are of my highest good. These messages that I receive when I close my eyes at night and go to sleep are going to help me in my waking physical life. These I receive everything that is coming from the divine consciousness, the divine light. I would like for my messages to come through from my ancestors, guides, and spiritual team that are of love and light, but also that can push me into the direction that I need to go through. And I'm just making this up off the top of my head. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can go into the show notes and copy and paste. <laughs> Keep those with so, you. Those are just like some examples of things that you can say. And I was trying to be really particular about good words to use, like spirit guides, ancestors that are of your highest good, because with everything there is good, there is also, you know, something that can be negative. So just make sure that you're bringing in the right energy that you want to receive. That you want to receive. Yeah. So that's a good reminder for sure. So I know I asked you before we started to, if we could do a, a general reading. Because I got to tell you something, I feel tingly on my head and I I know we've had technical issues. I feel like you brought some spirit with, with you today. I know. They're with me everywhere. They're with I me know, everywhere. I just feel it. I feel it on my spine. It's like tingly. I know. And it's so interesting. Like, I'm, I promise I'm not just saying this. So I'm glad that you're having that experience. But sometimes when I'm around people, that is just what happens. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, I feel tingly or I feel cold. I'm like, yeah, the spirits are around us. You know, You're that's like, a good yeah. feeling. <laughs> We're moving in a higher consciousness right now. <laughs> yes. So I'll just go ahead and bring them in. So I ask to be surrounded by the golden light. I ask that only for our highest good come in. Anything that is not from the light, I demand that it leave this room, this universe where it may be released. Positive energy and vibes only. Do we have consent to move forward? And we do. So... Right now, the message that I'm getting is get up. I feel like there is this part of the message is very specific for someone. You've been sitting around, you know, you've been contemplating on what you should do. This is your sign to just get up and get out. I want you to work out. I want you to get moving. I want you to go outside and breathe in fresh air because the thing about it is this is the perfect podcast for you to listen to. And I want you to keep listening to it. But I want you to listen to it while you're walking. I want you to listen to it while you're, you know, doing things that make you feel good about yourself. But also, I want you to reach out to a counselor. There's 
whatever area you live in, reach out to someone that has your specific needs. And if you need help, you know, you can always email me and I can, you know, put you in contact with someone who can help your specific need. And this is for a person that feels lost, that feels alone, that just doesn't feel like, you know, spirit is looking out for them right now. This is your sign that spirit is definitely looking out for you. I know working out is hard. I know you don't want to do it, but it's kind of your guides are just showing me you need to move your feet. It's going to make you feel so much better. And it's a start. You have to start somewhere. Make sure that you reach out because and even the way spirit is even saying this is like, you know, make sure you reach out to Janae because she really will help you. Yeah, that's so nice. And I will. I'm not just saying that that message was for um, a specific group of people or a specific individual. So then I have on the other hand, um, this is for my business owners. Don't get caught up in, you know, the hoopla of what everybody else is doing. A lot of you are receiving downloads and these downloads are your signs of different things that you need to incorporate within your business especially like therapists and counselors, you know, don't be afraid to step out and try something new. If spiritual practice is something that you want to incorporate in your business, figure out how you can do that within your guidelines. I know every state is different. They have different rules and different things that you have to do. But for example, I have one of my clients really wants to be a Reiki practitioner, but she has to wait until she finishes school because you can't be, and I might say this wrong, but you can't be a Reiki practitioner without having certain certifications first. So wherever, make sure that you're just looking into the things in your area. But there are a lot of you that need to just kind of like go for it. You have the blueprint. It's all in your mind. I can't, nobody else can tell you what to do because you literally already have it. So then they're moving right along to the next group of individuals. So I have some people that just are working like more of a nine to five and it's not comfortable. Set yourself up, create a vision board, figure out what it is that you need to do and go for it. That was very specific with that. Now there's another group of people that okay. we're talking we got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of listeners here. So there's another group of people um, that we're talking to. And you're not even in any type of like spiritual practice. You kind of just are here. You stumbled across this video. Someone sent it to you or this podcast, excuse me, and you're listening, but you're you're kind of just stuck within your everyday life, within your business. Figure out a practice. Don't be afraid to go to therapy. Don't be you know afraid to seek a spiritual advisor. Figure out what works for you. So there's somebody in particular who would prefer to go to a spiritual advisor versus a counselor because it's going to show up on your insurance. There is nothing wrong with that. If you need help, don't not get help because you're afraid that someone else will find out about it. This is spirit telling you it's okay to get extra help with someone. There is hope for you. So don't get stuck in being afraid and hiding from yourself within yourself. Because that is going to, that's not going to help you move forward in the ways that you're looking to. So if you need to reach out to a spiritual advisor, you know, there are a lot of people that do sessions virtually. You can do some research on that. If there are specific things that you're looking for, 
just make sure that you are getting in contact with someone that can help you. And again, I mean, you guys feel free to email me. You don't have to book a session with me. I know plenty of spiritual advisors or um, even counselors that I can refer you to if you have specific needs. That is all the messages that Spirit are giving me today, right now. So I'm going to go ahead and close out. Thank you all for coming to us today. I release back to the universe all energy that is not ours for healing. Thank you again. Oh, that was wonderful. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, they were moving fast. Yeah, sounds like just trying to get all these messages out there. I hope that listeners are receiving that. I know. That was really cool. I love it. Yeah, we got to do this again, Janae. I know. I love it. This was so cool. I was, you know, I've never done a podcast like this before. So this was very different and new. So I'm excited. Yay. Awesome. We can (laughs) hopefully help a lot of listeners out there. But I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed myself. What is the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you? Um, They can definitely find me on Instagram at goddess underscore of underscore RJHS. Or they can go to my website, goddessofrjhs.com. And if they have any questions or anything like that, there are ways where you can message me or email me without booking a session first. Excellent. And that'll be in the show notes for listeners if you forgot that, which is totally fine. So yeah, we could definitely reach out to her. She is here to help. But that brings us to the end of another episode. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday when another episode drops. And listeners, are you ready to take your journey as a holistic therapist to the next level? I'd like to personally invite you to be a part of our growing community of like-minded individuals who share that passion for holistic therapy and know the importance of self-care. So if you haven't joined yet, come to my Facebook group. It's free. The Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group is a welcoming space to connect with other fellow holistic therapists. You can ask questions, share experiences, and exchange ideas. Go to hcpodcast.org forward slash holistic group. That's hcpodcast.org forward slash holistic group. And once again, this is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Till next time, take care. Thanks for listening. The information in this podcast is for general educational purposes only, and it is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are giving legal, financial, counseling, or any other kind of professional advice. If you need a professional, please find the right one for you. The Holistic Counseling Podcast is proudly part of the SiteCraft Network. 